Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week on this podcast, I share the knowledge, tips, and strategies you need to get healthy, lose weight, and prevent disease. This week, I'm talking about how to make weight loss easier after menopause and how to starve your fat cells without starving. I start this video with an overview of how important a healthy mindset is when losing weight. If you go into weight loss looking for a quick fix that will make the weight magically stay off forever, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're going to be disappointed. You've got to be willing to invest in your education and put in the time and work it takes to get and stay healthy. This is not a one-time thing. This is a lifelong process. Next, I talk about why you are gaining weight in the first place. Many people still believe the outdated theory that weight loss is all about energy balance. It's not. It's about your hormones. I'd recommend watching this YouTube video because I have a great graphic that will help my visual learners grasp this material a little bit better. I'll walk you through all of the factors that can influence your insulin levels, especially during perimenopause and after menopause, so you are aware of just how many things are actually in your control. Lastly, I give you three concrete ways to starve your fat cells without starving. This requires that you get into ketosis, but going on the keto diet is only one strategy here. All right, let's dive into this week's video. It's a fact, during the years leading up to menopause and after menopause, your body changes. You're likely noticing more belly fat, more fatigue, and more sugar cravings. This weight gain and body fat redistribution around the midsection is one of the most obvious reasons that weight gain is a hormonal, not a caloric problem. I actually tell most of my clients and course members to eat more food, not less. But it's really about the type and timing of the nutrients that you put into your body that contribute to weight gain and insulin resistance. In today's video, I'll share with you what types of foods to eat and why based on how they affect your insulin. And I'll also discuss the benefits of intermittent fasting or time-restricted feeding to help you starve your fat cells without starving yourself. You're also going to see a great visual to help you understand even though you're going through menopause, there's still a lot of things within your control to lower your insulin resistance and lose weight. If you like this video and wanna see more, be sure you give it a thumbs up, share it with your friends, and subscribe to my channel. Also turn that little bell on to get notified every time I post a new video. First things first, you have to go into weight loss with the right mindset. I will say this until I'm blue in the face. You have to have the right mindset for losing weight, especially after 50. Realize that the weight didn't come on overnight and it's not going to come off overnight. You've got to educate yourself both about the science behind weight loss so you understand why certain foods and the timing of those foods are important and the science behind habit change. If you know what to do but can't consistently do it with small and sustainable changes, you won't see lasting results. I created a free audio training called The 5% Mindset where I dive deep into this topic and discuss the mindset patterns I see in people who lose weight and actually keep it off. I linked to that training in the description below, so be sure you go and download that today if you're looking to lose weight. 
If you already have it and loved it, just type mindset in the comments below so that I know you're here with me. Next, it's important to understand why you're really gaining weight. Perimenopause is known as the years leading up to menopause and menopause is technically defined as not having a period for a year. During this time, your estrogen levels decrease and you have other symptoms like hot flashes and changes in your mood that can make weight loss harder. Let's walk through a graphic that I made that illustrates why these hormonal changes can increase your insulin resistance and specifically your belly fat. While you can't control going through menopause and the effects of lowered estrogen levels, you can see there are a lot of things that you are in control of when it comes to lowering your insulin resistance. Starting at the top, estrogen is protective against belly fat. When your levels go down, you will be more likely to store fat around your midsection. This belly fat directly contributes to inflammation and insulin resistance. Other symptoms of perimenopause and menopause, including poor sleep and mood changes, can cause stress and interfere with your ability to sustain healthy lifestyle changes, further increasing your insulin. Other factors that raise insulin, no matter your age or stage in life, um, are age. The older you are, the more likely you are to be insulin resistant. Poor diet, lack of exercise, and chronic stress, including chronic sleep deprivation. All of these factors can increase insulin resistance and raise your body weight. Interestingly, when your cells are resistant to the effects of insulin, which is supposed to move energy from your blood into your cells, they sense that they're starving and they want more and more food, especially quick energy, because they feel like they're not getting enough. So you're going to be craving more carbohydrates because your body knows that that's a really quick source of energy. Insulin resistance also contributes to high blood pressure, high blood glucose, high triglycerides, and abnormal cholesterol levels. These are risk factors for diseases like dementia, some cancers, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. If that graphic helped you understand more about the link between lifestyle factors, menopause, and insulin resistance, type yes into the comments for me. Now that we have that framework in place, let's talk about three ways to starve your fat cells without starving. The first is the ketogenic diet. On this, you eat a lot of fat, a moderate amount of protein, and very low carb, typically less than about 20 to 30 grams of net carbs a day. As you can see on this graphic, the very high fat, moderate protein, very low carb diet has a very low insulin response. After a couple of days, your body will use up the available short-term energy or glycogen, and you're not eating carbs to replace those glycogen stores, so your body switches to its long-term energy or fat stores for fuel. The second way is my personal favorite, and that's to combine a low-carb diet with moderate intermittent fasting. I'll talk a little bit more about that later in this video. And the third way is a longer, more advanced intermittent fast. Let's talk a little bit more about intermittent fasting and why this helps you burn fat for fuel. I've covered how intermittent fasting works in previous videos. I'll link to in the description, but basically you want to use up all of your available short-term energy stored in the form of glycogen in your liver and muscles. On average, we have about 2000 calories of glycogen reserves. So based on your activity levels with a normal diet, you could use all of your available glycogen in about a day of fasting. 
If you're physically active, that would happen faster because your muscles go through that energy faster. Once you've used up your available glycogen, you can start burning fat for fuel. I prefer the more moderate of the three approaches with a low carb diet, um, but not as low as keto and regular time restricted fasting, like a 16 to eight hour fasting defeating schedule. I think it's a more sustainable and flexible lifestyle. Now that's not to say keto and longer fasts don't have a role in weight loss and maintenance, but I think it's always important to start losing weight, how you want to live the rest of your life and tweak it as you go so that you always kind of have that home base to return to in your maintenance phase. All right, so tell me in the comments below, what was your single greatest insight from this video? And if it sparked any other questions that you want me to answer in the future, write those down too, so that I can be sure to address them and make a video. Don't forget to check out the resources and other videos in the description. And if you like this video, please, please engage with it. That helps it be found by more people. Hit that like button, share it with your friends, and be sure to subscribe to this channel and turn the bell on to get notified every time I post a new video. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you in the next video. I sure hope that you enjoyed today's episode. To view the YouTube video and see the links to my free weight loss resources, check out the show notes at reshapept.com forward slash blog forward slash 24, the number 24. If you are listening to this right now and have not subscribed to this podcast yet, that would mean a lot to me if you did. Please take the time to do that today. And if you're feeling extra nice, leave a review and let me know what you think. Those subscriptions and reviews help the podcast get seen by and help more people. Next week's topic is another popular one. Many of my clients grew up in the low-fat, low-calorie era and have an irrational fear that eating fat will make them fat. Eating fat is actually great for your health. You just have to know which types of fats to eat and which ones to avoid. I'll talk about healthy, high-fat foods for people on low-carb diets, specifically omega-3, 6, and 9 fatty acids. I'll also share which fats I consider to be neutral and which ones are unhealthy and inflammatory. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.